Hello, hello, hello. This is Gerald Salenti, and it's Wednesday, February 23rd, 2022. And here we are with Salenti and the judge, Judge Andrew Napolitano. And there's nobody that says what you say with the authority and judicial background that you have that's so important for people to hear now as we are losing our freedoms and peace and life and liberty in the pursuit of happiness like I've never seen in my lifetime or could ever imagine. So thank you very much for being here, Judge Napolitano. And there's so much going on. And, you know, I'd like to talk, talk about you know, again, losing our freedom and you being the, um, the authority with the judicial background that you have, uh, the Supreme Court uh, just said to people, basically, I don't care about your religious beliefs. They don't count anymore. I'll tell you what to do. We're Democrats and Republicans, and we play judges. We get all dressed up in these uniforms, and we'll tell you what to do. Because Bloomberg, U.S. Supreme Court spurns bid for religious opt-out for vaccine rule. The U.S. Supreme Court refused to consider requiring that government-imposed COVID-19 vaccine mandates include religious exemptions, turning away an appeal by a group of Maine health care workers. So the the, um, governor of Maine, pursuant to legislation, enacted by the uh, legislature, required all healthcare workers uh, to be vaccinated. And some of them said, we're Catholic, it's against our religion. We don't believe in the forced introduction of chemicals into our body, particularly chemicals that were derived from uh, aborted fetuses. I'm surprised that this Supreme Court refused to hear the case. Now, the Supreme Court of Maine upheld it. And then these people appealed that decision to the U.S. Supreme Court. So without ruling on the merits, saying whether Maine was right or wrong, they just decided not to hear the case. The (laughs) outcome is the same as if they had affirmed it, um, except that it's only the law in Maine. If they had affirmed it, it would be the law in the entire country. So they still can hear a religious liberty case. But for them to say, Gerald, and this is what, Uh, is aggravating you and me and the people watching and listening to us now, that the power of the state is greater than the religious choices of the individual. That's effectively what the Supreme Court has said. That's wrong, and that defies the First Amendment. The The first freedom in the First Amendment, the question we always ask law students on the first day of class, what's the first freedom protected in the First Amendment? They all say speech. No. It's religion. Your right to exercise your religious views as you wish is the first freedom protected in the First Amendment. The the Supreme Court is wrong to ignore this. And it goes on. They end it by saying the Madonna and Pfizer mRNA vaccines were tested drugs using a cell line that originated with an aborted fetus in the 1970s. The Johnson & Johnson vaccines use a different cell line during production and manufacturing. None of these vaccines contain aborted fetal cells. Is that... You know, it it almost doesn't matter what the science is 
because we're talking about religion. If your sincerely held religious belief tells you that the government cannot force an experimental chemical into your brain, into your veins, eventually your brain, uh, that church has been very sensitive uh, to religion cases. Why they look the other way, who the heck knows? You know, in your article, the military torture is at Guantanamo Bay, and we'll get into that, but you say there's a Supreme Court jurisprudence of bodily integrity prohibits the introduction of anything into or upon the body of any person against his will. That's pretty clear. Uh, why the court is, is not reinforcing that jurisprudence uh, is beyond me. What are we saying here, that this isn't America anymore? Well, what we're saying is that the government needs uh, a boogeyman. The government needs an enemy. Uh, and the enemy is, was COVID and it's becoming Putin. I, I know you want to get into that. But while it's still COVID, that's the enemy. And the government will, from time to time, bow to the enemy so as to rally the troops around the enemy. When the government has an enemy... It's easier for uh, the government to scare people. When people are afraid, they're more pliant. They pay their taxes. They listen uh, to the government, and they don't resist it. And if you do resist it, the government will declare emergency powers and take the gasoline out of your truck and the money out of your bank account yeah. and the insurance uh, away from your vehicle, as happened in Canada. You know, it's very important what you just said. They'll take the money out of your bank account. Everybody should listen to this and understand what Judge Andrew Napolitano just said. They will do anything at any time for what they want. If they're, this crisis, I'm very concerned, by the way, and we'll get into it, but I want to go into your, your, what you wrote about Guantanamo Bay. If this crisis continues to escalate between the United States and Russia, they could lead us into World War III. They could. Yeah, this, is, this isn't like, you know, oh, come on now. You know, you go back to World War II. I mean, you know, I'm born one year after it. This isn't ancient history. You look at the beauty of what Berlin used to be and all these elegance all over Europe, bombed to death. Dresden, oh yeah, that's a beautiful place. How you talk, talk about Truman dropping atom bombs in, on Catholic churches in Japan. You know, this isn't ancient history. And they're, going, they're doing it again. The people don't know the facts of what's going on. They buy the propaganda headlines. Let me tell you something, Judge. You know that guy, uh, Saddam Hussein, has weapons of mass destruction and ties to Al-Qaeda. And everybody will swallow the crap, even though it's a bunch of lies. Right, right. I am very concerned that they're going to get us into World War III. And we have lose. And going back to what you said about money in the bank, they are going to create a crisis. We're closing down the banks. The banks have been hacked. The banks, well, they'll make up anything to steal our money. And if anybody doesn't believe it, back in 1933, turn in all your gold. Turn in all your gold. When it's FDR, against the law to hold it. Right. When FDR was elected, uh, within a month of his inauguration, he issued an executive order making it a crime to own gold. And then a couple of his advisors said, oh, Mr. President, you can't write the law. Only Congress can. 
Oh, I forgot about that. So then they got Congress to make it a crime uh, to uh, own gold. Uh, and the go government forced you to surrender your gold at an artificially low price. And then, of course, the government sold it uh, at a higher price. Yeah, they was at 22 something. And then they upped it to 33 after they got it all in. You know, my right. father, may he rest in peace, told me the story. He said, you know, son, I went over to your grandfather's house one day. And there he is. He's packing up all this gold. I said, Pop, what are you doing with it? He said, oh, he said, the president didn't want it back, and I'm going to give it to them because that's what we see. He said, don't be crazy. Don't do that. And he, started, he said, your grandfather started yelling at me, and he took the gold, and he brought it to the bank, and he, he didn't believe it. Anyway, you know, my, they believed it. You know, my grandfather, was, he was the first person online on, on election day. He was so proud to be an American, they, you know. They did. My, my uh, grandfather, who, who, my mother's father, basically had conservative and traditionalist instincts that uh, worshipped FDR. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the immigrants uh, loved him and did whatever he commanded yep. uh, during World War II. You know, Judge, you write this article about, again, everybody listen to what we just said, by the way. You better make sure your money's in a safe place, and the best safe place is you in control of it. Why the hell would you keep it in a bank when they're not giving you any money for holding it and then they loan it out and make money. Grow up. Anyway, you have an article here on military tortures at Guantanamo Bay. And we've been talking about this a lot. Right. And you're one of the only people that are, is really bringing this out. And the crimes against humanity that this government has caused. And particularly under George W. Bush. And you go, and, and so you say after a, a jury in 2006 declined to impose the death penalty on Zacharias Musari, who had just pleaded guilty to being the 20th 9-11 hijacker. The government announced that another person was the 20th. Go on and explain. And, and that person, you probably never heard of him, his name is Mohammed Katani. Guess where he is? He's on his way out of Guantanamo Bay because the military tortured him and the exclusive source of their evidence that he is, in fact, the 20th hijacker was what he said under torture, even though prosecutors told Donald Rumsfeld and company, we can't use evidence obtained under torture. There isn't a judge in the land, civilian or military, that would allow that. They tortured him anyway, and now, 18 years later, decided it's time for him to go home. So the guy who said he was the 20th hijacker, but a jury found was not, is serving a life sentence. The guy who they have strong evidence is the 20th hijacker is about to be set free. Why? Because the government broke its own laws, because George W. Bush and Donald Rumsfeld authorized the military to commit felonies by torturing this guy, <sighs> and they told the Constitution to go take a hike. George Bush lost five of six cases before the Supreme Court on detainees in Guantanamo Bay. The sixth case had to do with the location of a trial. It wasn't on the merits. All the other five cases said the Constitution <clears throat> protects persons, not just Americans. And persons have inalienable rights. And by the way, we have the rule of law in America and the government is subject to the Constitution, whether it goes to Cuba or whether it goes to Baghdad. You know, what you're saying here, if, if 
we could change the names of the people and, and put it, let's, we, let's make it a, a country somewhere maybe in Africa where there's a dictator in charge that tortures the people. This isn't America. This right. is the kind of thing you would read about some little, you know, place in the middle of nowhere where they have a government in control of the people that does what they want. So it gets even worse because after uh, Bush lost these cases in the Supreme Court, they began to outsource their torture and they engaged Polish intelligence agents at black sites in Poland to do the torturing. Well, guess what happened there? Those Polish torturers are now defendants in criminal prosecutions and in civil litigation and the Bush people are being called as witnesses. That's the mess that these people made by violating, by breaking the laws they had sworn to uphold. Uh, 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 this is just... I mean, why, why is this relevant now? Because just last week they decided to free this guy who tried to get in the country at Orlando an International Airport, and guess who was waiting for him? Mohammed Atta, the guy who led the 19 uh, hijackers, the guy who was meeting Mohammed Katani, was supposed to be uh, the 20th. Yeah. You can't make this stuff up. Yeah. And the torture, this Guantanamo, you know, what are we doing in Cuba? How, how can we, what are we doing in Cuba, Guantanamo? Well, we've been there for 100 years. It's practically the United States. If you're on, uh, if you're on the Guantanamo Bay Naval Base, I've been there. Uh, Gerald, yeah. people listening to us now should know the American military has 900 facilities around the world with military equipment and active duty men and women in the United States military. What the hell do we need that for? Oh. Well, what, in 70 countries or something, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and again, you know, I launched an Occupy Peace movement. And Occupy Peace is, you know, bring home all the troops, secure the homeland, put right. them to work rebuilding our third world infrastructure. What a joke. Anywhere I drive, potholes all over the places, bridges rotting, this country's going, oh, but uh, about when you look at the military industrial complex and you put the intelligence industrial complex into it, only about a trillion dollars a year we're giving them so they could keep fighting these wars. And there was a, you know, this was President's Weekend, or President's Day. In his farewell address, George Washington said, quote, the nation which indulges toward another an habitual hatred or an habitual fondness is in some degree a slave. Right. And he goes on to warn not to get involved in these. We have no business being involved in these. And you know what he says? He go, this, this goes on. He said that huh, he argues that it make Washington goes on to urge the American people to take advantage of their isolated position in the world and to avoid attachments and entanglements in foreign affairs, especially those in Europe. Hey, how about Ukraine, huh? Isn't that great? Oh, you know, yeah. Uncle Joe just sent another 6,000 uh, troops to Poland. Yeah. All it's going to take is one mistake over there, and, and World War III will start. I know. So what are we doing there? We don't know. I don't know how many troops we have there. I think we have at least 15,000 
American troops oh. in Poland for what? If the Chinese put 15,000 troops in Mexico looking at Texas, don't you think we'd do something about it? Of course. And, you know, again, we, we have no business being in Cuba. What are we down there? What are we? How dare we? They don't want us there. How about this? What's going on in Ukraine? And again, we're only getting one side of the story. You know, Ukraine was only part of Russia what, for about 200 years, right? Under Catherine the Great and Crimea back into the 1700s. But anyway, all the political things changed things around. And now they say Russia's invaded Ukraine. Russia didn't invade Ukraine any more than the United States, than, than NATO, than other countries have invaded the western section of Ukraine. Of course. Well, Look at United all States. the armaments the Dutch brought in, the Americans, the, the, uh, the British, pouring, pouring weaponry into western Ukraine. And again, there's a separatist movement, and they had the Minsk agreement that the current Western Ukrainian government won't abide by. Because the um, CIA in 2014 fomented a coup against a popularly uh, elected government, which was neutral between the Russians and yep. the West, and that wasn't good enough for the United States of America. That's what's fomented all this, not Vladimir Putin, yeah. the CIA in the Obama years. Yep. We wrote it in total detail in this Trends Journal back in 2014. Right. Anyway, so this is, this is very serious. Again, this isn't ancient history. World War II is not that long ago, and civilized people, it wasn't like, you know, it was a bunch of, you know, hicks out there and didn't know what they were doing and they got in a war. They destroyed humanity, and this time it'll be the war when they asked Albert Einstein, what kind of weapons will be used to fight the Third World War? He said, I don't know, but they'll be using sticks and stones to fight the Fourth. Mm. And, you know, and going on here about the loss of freedom, what's happened up in Canada, and, um, oh, by the way, Canada sending troops to Russian border. Oh, God. Ottawa follows the U.S. lead with sanctions against Russia and sending more soldiers to Latvia Canada, this is, the, this is from, from today. Canada's boosting its military presence in the Russian border, blah, 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 blah. Up to 460 members of the Canadian Armed Forces will head to the Baltic country of Latvia. The deal was when the Soviet Union broke up, and again, it's the Amer in the archives, and we printed it in detail in this week's Trends Journal, the deal was NATO wouldn't move one inch further than they are back then. And now they're in Latvia, they're, in a, they're all over surrounding Russia. And, oh, and oh, they're holding, they're holding uh, uh, all these naval drills in the, in the Black Sea around Russia. Why should they be concerned? Oh, because they just stopped um, back in the end of January, American fighter bombers within 14 miles of the Russian border. You don't hear that in the mainstream press. Yeah. All you hear is that Putin is a demon and a madman. Yep. And again, that's where we put it all in the Trends Journal. But going back to Canada, with, the, with this, this woman that was part of that Freedom Convoy uh, organizer, Tamara Lich, she's denied bail. 
Yeah, and she's denied bail because they're worried that if they let her out, she'll lead another freedom convoy. Not that she's going to escape, not that she's going to flee the country. She welcomes her trial for her being put on trial for freedom of assembly and freedom of speech, but they're worried she'll have too many supporters. That is just, just plain wrong. And what they've done up there with this Emergencies Act, this is total, we're saying to the people of the world that are listening to us, we have lost our freedom. Yes, the Emergency Act is still in force in Canada. Yeah. Even though the truckers have gone home. Yeah, and, course, and, the, you know, and, the, power, and the Congress... Power once grabbed is not easily released. And the Parliament voted for it. It's terrible. They don't believe in, in natural rights. They don't believe in, uh, in individual liberty. They just believe in what's good for the state. Well, that's the government everywhere. The American government feigns to believe <clears throat> in natural rights. You know, I, I'm reading this thing about this, this woman. She was charged... You ready? With counseling to commit mischief in connection with the Ottawa protesters. Well, commit mischief? I, How dare you commit mischief? You and I better never go to Canada because we have counseled to commit mischief for 40 years. Mischief? <laughs> yeah, what are you talking to? Am I six years old? No mischief now. You be a good boy, Gerald. No mischief. You'll go to jail. We'll lock you up. You have no freedom. And get, do what they tell you to do. This is, I'm telling you, Judge, we are on the cusp of World War III if we don't turn this around. If we don't bring peace out, this is no joke. We're telling you what's going on. You're seeing what's going on. And they've totally, totally stolen our freedom from us. Hey, remember those little morons? Name your little moron. Okay, we're going to lock down everything. We're going to flatten the curve. We're going to flatten the curve. Closing down your businesses. Oh, but Walmart, Target, Home Goods, Home Depot, they can stay open. And liquor, the stores. And liquor stores can stay open. Because we want that tax money. Because they're going to pay a lot of money on taxes for liquor. And we're politicians. And we never work a day in our lives. We're not going to take any pay cuts. We need that money so liquor stores could stay open. They robbed us. Oh, what did they flatten? They flattened crap. They flattened our freedom. And I'm telling everybody out there, you better get, you better get hip to the scene. We better unite. United we stand, divided we fall, and we're falling quick. Well, without, without a, a realization of the dangers of this, a massive and soon realization of the dangers of this, it's only going to get worse. As much as I love you, I don't want your predictions to be true. I don't want them to come to pass. But for good people, if good people do nothing, your predictions will come to pass. What do you suggest we do? We have to, we have to resist. We have to have trucker convoys uh, in, in this country. The government needs to know that the people will not just sit back uh, and accept pliantly the destruction of their liberties as they did uh, in Canada. This is terrible. We need a new political movement, Judge. Well, maybe we do. Uh, I mean, a lot of the Democrats, Democratic governors, uh, have learned their lesson that their very, very unpopular lockdowns had to go. And the Democrats actually, uh, in lockstep, removed 
the uh, the mask mandates. Look, I hate to call it a mandate because it, it, it's unconstitutional, illegal, unenforceable in the first place. But the point is, when they got scared, they reacted. Well, they, they're afraid of losing the elections. That's all. Correct. And, as midterms are coming up. Correct. They're afraid of losing their power. That's it. Yeah. Again, they never work a day in their life. They suck off the public tit forever. And by the way, you're being sexist by using the word mandate. I say it should be trans mandate because, <laughs> or, you know, you, or you can't say woman date. So why are you saying mandate? You I mean, let's, say, I mean everything's even, going crazy. Let's go nuts. You can't even say person anymore because the second <laughs> syllable is sexist. Son. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Judge. Well, you got to have a sense of humor. Since uh, Thomas More joked on the way to execution, you have to have a sense of humor. Uh, thank you so much, Judge. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Spread the word. Get us out there because we're fighting for freedom, peace, and justice, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I know happiness has become a dirty word, but we're still into it. Thank you very much, Judge, and we'll see you next week. Thank you, Gerald.